welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Episode 71 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. How's Boy, everybody doing? My ace is the color of a well-baked ham. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know what's oh. up with the count today, but... Whew. Too much sun, that or sounds... is that like his b-hole? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but that sounds like a, a, something you might want to get looked at there, Count. You guys like ham? Uh, usually. I am a ham fan. I don't seek ham out. Like, I don't hate it. But I also just kind of like, eh, ham. <laughs> like, I don't... Right. If it's on the menu, I usually don't pick ham as much. It choice. is a delicious pig meat. <laughs> I like bacon, and I like, like, pork belly. Um, pork chops. Yeah, like, I'm not a pork chop guy. Pork butt. Like, pork in your... Yeah. <laughs> well, well done, pulled pork. Yeah. Okay. That's actually, cool. actually, you know, you know what I will swear by that uh, my brother-in-law introduced me to. That at first I thought he was crazy, and then I tried it, and I, my world was turned. It is a uh, pulled pork barbecue pizza. Oh yeah, oh. it's real good. I've had that. That sounds good. It, and yeah, the way the way he did it was like. Or the way he, you know, introduced me to it was like you take the the standard pizza crust, and then you take your barbecue sauce of choice, uh, pulled pork, your cheese of choice, and whatever other toppings you want, and uh, and bake it up. And holy shit! Yeah, um, I've had it. God damn, it, it's like a bar food out here. I've had that, and I had it with um, like a cheese mix with blue cheese was uh really good too but it like destroyed my stomach oh yeah (laughs) anyway um so josh let's open with the big pikmin's news you're going back on tour i'm going on tour that's right i rented a bus and i'm gonna go to all the mall bathrooms and i'm gonna set up a little stall there no 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 that's not what i'm gonna do uh (laughs) I am going to assembly required. Uh, they, um, I was, I was initially invited back, but I didn't get back to uh, Matt in time, uh, despite the fact that he was good enough to get in touch with me, because uh, it was right in the middle of uh, my mom being in the hospital, so I had had other things on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the day I got back to him, he was like, "Well, uh, I can put you on a waiting list because our tables are sold out." Which is awesome for them. But, uh, yeah, a couple of days ago I got a text from him and I guess one of the artists had to drop out. 
he contacted Pickman's because we were on the wait list. And uh, yeah, first weekend in February, I will be in Asheville, North Carolina, hawking the Pickman's wares, which, uh, to be honest, will probably be. Uh, I'm definitely going to get the Poltergeist Ghost out there in January. Uh, but anything else, its first drop will probably be at assembly required, and then I'll put whatever's left over up right afterwards. Cool. Very cool. Um, so for sure, there's going to be the Poltergeist Ghost log, uh, log 2.0, uh, which uh, I'm going to use the, the tagline of just log, it's new. Because it, it's a new log. <laughs> like, that's that's it. That's the whole thing. It's new. How? It is. <laughs> What's different about it? It's log. Again. But different. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. Uh, the other things I'm, I'm definitely going to have there for sure. Uh which I feel like didn't really get a proper release are the, um, uh, Oh, what the heck did we decide on calling the cannibal cannibal cannibals? Yep. Yeah. The cannibal, uh, the, the first cannibal release of the little, the little bunny surrounded by, uh, blood and bones. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was something else that I for sure sent him a picture of. I think it was, I think it was the McCready bust. Cool. Uh, nice. Well, you know, st stuff that I know that I still have good molds for that I'm able to, you know, basically whip out real quick. Yeah. That's what she yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, whipping it out in North Carolina. Get ready, folks. <laughs> well, you know, pressure breeds creativity. So uh, that's super cool. And I'm uh, super happy for you, dude. Are you going to oh, need, like, like, an extended break leading up to and surrounding this? Um, It's probably just going to be one weekend, so I'll probably just need, like, that following Monday. Or, you know, the Monday following the con. Okay. But um, I'm going to be... Whenever whenever I actually get my, my resin shipment in, I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on that, that new resin... Which is uh, which does have a longer cure time, so I could basically, you know, get get a bunch of work done before the podcast and just have it curing while we're talking. Okay, cool, nice. Uh, if you need time off, you can gladly take it. We can schedule a vacation around you at assembly required, or we can have a special guest star, you know, Bizarro Josh and Don Dorazio, or we can get. Lameda to come back or something. I don't know. You know, I was considering, I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't be terribly interesting for anyone on the other end of it, but I was absolutely considering, uh, setting up the guest analog robot at my booth. Oh, <laughs> so, so if anyone wanted to like pop into the booth and be like, Hey, look at me, I'm a face on an iPad. <laughs> they, they could absolutely do that. Nice. Okay. And I could be like, don't talk to me. You talk to the face on the iPad. I've got toys for sale, but they're beaming into an iPad. Isn't that interesting? Uh, so, Mike, you were telling us you took some magic brownies and <laughs> yes, slept like the dead. Uh, yep, which is why I'm still tired. But 
you know, I feel I feel refreshed at least. <laughs> um, how did Kayla I get actually? To uh, my wife. Oh, okay. I, actually, to be fair, I also uh, I also indulged in some edibles last night. Uh, I had a a nice square of chocolate and uh, a very low uh, THC gummy gummy that was very high in CBD. And yeah, no, I I slept pretty damn heavy and actually have been fairly productive today. So, <laughs> um, I spooned. A box of Reese's peanut butter cuffs puffs. Does that count for anything? Oh, that sounds <laughs> amazing. I say that always. That's always good. There's um, a new version called Clusters, where it's like you know, big crunchy clusters of Reese's peanut butter puffs. It's you can't tell the difference if you're just taking fistfuls of it and eating it like a wolf. But um, <laughs> you know, if you want to live dangerously, um, you know, just tell your wife to sleep on the couch and, you know, dry hump a box of cereal while you fall asleep. Um, I don't have to sleep on the couch to do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, am I the only one that podcasts in the nude? I mean, it's cold, so I have socks on, but well, I mean, you know, you got to have at least socks. Yeah. OK, I wanted to just double check with you guys because I'm more creative with my balls up. It, it depends well, I mean, on how long the episode goes. Like uh, <laughs> the episode we recorded yesterday, I slowly stripped while we were recording. So, you know, my God, well, I got uh, up after we were talking and like my legs were numb. <laughs> See, I'm in, I'm in the Texas heat. So naturally, most of the time I'm in like some like dress slacks and a button down and a vest. <laughs> Your fashion sense cracks me up, Josh. If it, if it gets really hot out, I'll take the suit coat off and, and you know, then it'll just be the vest. But yeah, it's got to be really hot for that. No, I, it's the old West. <laughs> I, I can actually, if I, if I go out, I do have a bit of an old West vibe. Cause it usually, I, I jokingly refer to myself as uh, I'm the guy that would like be the meek banker that gets held up. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no, I've got like I do have a, a couple of nice pairs of cowboy boots that go very well with my different suits. <laughs> so if I like if I go out somewhere, you know, it's a pair of pair of cowboy boots and uh, some some nice slacks and button down vest. And you are in Texas. But uh, no, lounging lounging around the apartment, it's it's usually just like whatever pants are clean and a T-shirt. Is that all of us, though? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and by clean, you mean, like, you pick it up and you smell it. And you're yeah, just yep. like, ah, I guess it's okay. Um, and then I, I, then I play the game where, because I do the laundry, where I'm like, when did I wash this? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, it is clean enough. Um, yeah. So, big news. I know a lot of people are um, excited about this. Did we maintain our insane high numbers? From the last three weeks? No! No, we didn't. We're, <laughs> we're back to our insanely low little engine that could numbers. We had 14 listens. So. I, I swear, I think yeah. that it was one of those things where at one of the many podcasting sites we got front page. It has to be. Because, that, like I said, that happened to me and Josh. And we got, like, 
500 and something downloads from that from just from summer school part two like who the hell was listening to that episode that much but then we went right back down and it's like what the hell happened like i i had this like hope that like one week is you know oh we're front page three weeks Mm -hmm. like you i wish they would send me an email or something like hey you're featured well, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, we might have gotten front paged and then got a bunch of people listening. Maybe they wanted to listen again, and maybe they were just like, "Yeah, I'm tuning out." Yeah, you know. I guess I don't know. I, I'm I'm blaming it on North Korea. <laughs> there's there's also the possibility that you know it, the episode might jump later because I know with the Boogeyman's Closet, that's one of the things that we deal with, where it's like, you know, we'll get 19, 20 downloads on day one, and then we'll get nothing for like a month. And then we start start trickling up, you know, like, you know, episode here or a download here or there. And then we'll get little spikes where like five or ten people will download it in one day. So yeah, it's so. like, you know, it depends on how people uh, listen to the episode. All I know for sure is Helen Keller is comedy fucking gold. So, <laughs> I, so uh, if it doesn't spike, those people are missing out and uh, they should to, feel uh, poorly about themselves for it. Did you listen to my production values? <laughs> I loved it. In the episode, like, I just threw a bunch of sound effects on top of everything. I was crying. Uh, it, it's it's quite something. Um, in other news, I'm just doing this to, to pat us on the back. So my daughter's in Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts have to meet in, like, a neutral place. Now you can't do it, like, at a person's house. Mm-hmm. So her Girl Scout troop meets at a Lutheran, uh, like a Unitarian Lutheran church down the street from our house maybe like a mile and a half. And she came home last week and she was like, she had this piece of paper cut out like the shape of a, an ornament. And she's like, Oh, this is the angel tree. And it's like a, an ad need kid who can't afford presents. And somebody in their family made them this gift list and we're going to get them presents and you give them back to the church wrapped. And somehow the church gives it to their parents and then they can get them on Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I saw that and I was like, I want to do a kid. You uh, might want to phrase that differently. Right. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I want to help a kid in need for Christmas. I don't want to do a kid. There you um, go. So I go to this church and they have a, a Christmas tree, a fake Christmas tree with these ornaments hanging on it. And they have nameless kids. And it, it says like their age, what they're into. And it's like all the kids are mostly gone and it's teenagers, like 19 year olds and shit. So it's like, I want a new iPhone. I want a gas card. I want a vape pen, a microwave. And it's like, what the Jimmy fuck? likes porn. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to reach around. But I actually found uh, there was little girls. I kind of like, uh, I don't think it would be as fun and nothing against little girls, but my daughter and wife, adopted like a mystery little girl for christmas so i found a boy that was 12 that uh they gave me his clothes size he's into legos batman zelda and he wanted a chick-fil-a gift card so basically and he needed pajama pants and a hoodie uh so on behalf of count creepy head we got him a little bit of everything you want on his his list except for uh the gift card to chick-fil-a so fuck chick-fil-a yeah basically that's what i was <laughs> yeah thinking. i just it seemed like i gift card for a secret santa eh. but i got him um 
I'll star Batman Volume 1 trade paperback because he likes Batman. I got him two Lego Batman sets that uh, I had in my prize closet slash false wall in my basement of just shit that I've been hoarding. Uh, an Echo Unlimited hoodie, size extra large because this 12-year-old's apparently massive. Um, pajama pants. A Batman Funko Pop courtesy of Maurice that I've had in the prize closet for a long time. Legend of Zelda Game & Watch, which uh, I thought, like, I couldn't figure out, like, if you like Zelda, that means you have Zelda? Right. And I'm thinking he's 12, so he probably has a Switch, mm-hmm. right? I'm, like, using deductive thought here. So he must have Breath of the Wild. That's my only logical thinking about it. Or um, the the remake of the, the Game Boy one. Um not our Korean time, whatever. But I figured uh, link, chances link are best. Link, uh, it was the Game Boy. Or and, I'm sorry, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yep. But that was my best guess. So I was like, you know what, Game and Watch, you get the original Legend of Zelda, you get Legend of Zelda Part Two, you get Link's Awakening, the classic black and white version, and then you get some like Game and Watch games with Link. Nice. And this little phone sized, you know, game that you can take everywhere with you. Uh, so yeah. Hopefully, and we don't get, the only downside is we don't get to see the reaction. To see right. if, like, that's, you know, like, oh, wow, I never knew this existed, or I always wanted this Batman Lego set, whatever. Uh, that's the only catch. We'll never mm-hmm. know. Uh, just because for my ego, our ego, I kind of would like a kid's reaction to that. But, uh, yeah. So, we did the right thing. I'm patting us on the back. We're super <laughs> awesome. Uh, we finally got to do it. Because uh, I we had good intentions earlier this year um, for Heart Crate. We were going to help people out, but Heart Crate kind of dissolved and stopped being a thing. And we never got to help out. We were going to do like a monthly sponsorship for a kid in need. Uh, and it never got to happen. So now we get to do it at least once a year through this uh, angel tree, whatever you want to call it. Basically, uh, kid in need. You pick it off the tree. Hopefully we do this next year. I can get to it a little earlier and maybe there's a kid we can help a little more appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's a kid on there that's like, I like Transformers. I like He-Man. I like Star Wars. I like Turtles. I like Turtles. <laughs> you know, if there's a kid that's like, I like horror VHS tapes, then it's like, oh, all right. I We're like good. Corn. We're going to get this kid. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like horror. <laughs> I like crusty porno mags, you know. What else would you ask for for Christmas? So, um, cherry flavored lube, edible panties, human leg. That's, I have uh, two of those, <laughs> and not the ones that not they're not attached to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck with two left ones. I don't know what to do with them. Are you guys fans of basketball? Oh God, I love yes. Basketball. I love when they have the Make a Wish kid. And he keeps asking for horrible shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can I kill an endangered species? Poison a reservoir. <laughs> well, oh, it's such a good it plays movie. really well uh, in that movie. So, uh, time for plugs. Mike, Count Creepyhead, and Race by Rentals, and Boogie Man's Closet. Boogie Man's Closet. <laughs> teamed up for my birthday episode which will drop at the end of the week it's a lot of fun and length two to be determined but it is longer than your normal episode safe to say Uh, i would say that it's probably going to come in around the two hour 40 mark 
So okay. it's 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 a long episode. <laughs> that is longer than the count's penis. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a director's cut <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we kind of knew that this was going to happen because Dawn of the Dead is one of those ones that all three of us, you know, absolutely love. And um, it's uh, it's something we've been wanting to get on the show since we started. So to finally get there, it was just like, yeah, we're, we're just talking about Dawn of the Dead forever. <laughs> Basically. And then, you know, per the usual with us three, we just meander way too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think there was more meandering than actual film conversation. Yeah, there's very little film conversation. There's us talking about, you know, living in RVs and uh, <laughs> cooking for our kids. <laughs> like, yep. just insane rando shit. So I'm sure you had to do a lot of, like, trimming of the fat. Uh, Josh, you told us about Pikmin's vinyl stuff. We've got Raised by Rentals. When's the next episode, Mike? Um, I'm not sure when the next episode is coming out. It'll be, I know it'll be before Christmas, uh, cause it is our Christmas episode. So, um, I gotta find out our exact release date. Cause I know we're skipping one. Um, that's why we recorded yesterday, uh, for Boogeyman's Closet for the Dawn of the Dead episode. Um, I want to say that it's going to be the 21st, I think. It's either the 21st or the 14th. I can't remember which which one or where it's coming out, but I know it'll be before Christmas. Cool. Uh, shop at Jerry's Closet. If you guys need last-minute awesome Christmas gift, opened on the weekends at the flea market in Alden, New York. And while you're out there, stop at the Fisher-Price outlet store for all your He-Man needs because it's like our secret location to get He-Man stuff. And Josh just let us know King Hiss is there, so I have to make a trip as soon as possible. Um, Coffee Dreams LLC, your one-stop shop for goth stuff. Get in there and buy stuff before it's too late because you will miss the Christmas cutoff shipping date. And I think that is it for plugs. Do you guys also have... buy a potato? Yes, save <laughs> the save the potatoes. Right. Well, you can do potato things with it. <laughs> Um, you guys ever make like the potato clock when you're a kid in science class? Oh yeah, that's the dumbest yeah. fucking yeah. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I set mine on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, concept of time. It was delicious. <laughs> I didn't really. Uh, I I didn't make one though. God, I had a lot of like weird school science projects when you're a kid i don't think they do that kind of stuff anymore i mean do they mike did caleb have to do like no i mean i he hasn't brought any of that stuff home so if they're they're doing it at school he ain't saying nothing wow yeah now now school is basically just the teacher sitting back with like a cigarette dangling from their lips and being like okay class this is how you put on a condom (laughs) it's miss lebon's (laughs) Lavance <laughs> is loaves. <laughs> oh God! I how did that go in health class for you guys? Did you have the how to put on a condom speech with your health teacher? Surprisingly, no, we did not. Yeah, yep. We were we were showing how to put on a condom. I had uh, I, you know, it's what you mentioned. I was like thinking about it today. Something came up, and I thought of my high school uh, health teacher. This woman, Mrs. Stevens, who looked like, oh God, who's the guy Swan from 
uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, oh my God. What is it? Paul something. I can't think of his fucking name. Voice of the Penguin. He's amazing. I, I love him as an actor. Um, crap. Let me consult. Yeah, I was going to say, I my cannot phone. remember his. <laughs> um, Phantom of the Paradise. Paul Williams. There it is. So, yeah, she kind of looked like Paul Williams, but female. And it was her with, like, a box of condoms, and she was putting them on various dick-shaped things <laughs> in front of the class. And See, it was funny. Like, it was a cucumber. Yeah, I'm she was like, just picturing her running around the room being like, this looks like a dick, and this looks like a dick. So she started <laughs> small, and then she, like, she had a, a cucumber, and then she had a banana, and then she had uh, squash, and then she did her <laughs> forearm. And she's like, the point was, she was like, Ladies, listen, if he tells you he's too big and he can't wear a condom, he's clearly lying. As she, like, fist-fucked this Trojan condom. <laughs> um, and just the thought of, like, my health teacher, this woman, you know, lovely lady, but I was like, God damn, somebody has sex with her? <laughs> it was just deeply disturbing to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, how's that for a meander? I mean, to be fair, I've had that thought many, many, many times at work with some of the people that I know have kids. And I'm like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Like <laughs> and the very same. No, the other health teacher who was just as strange looking went on a rant once where she was like, you know, just because you don't find somebody attractive, hang around them a lot. And then maybe suddenly they'll be attractive to you. And it was just like, is she making a case for like sleeping with the ugly chick? <laughs> like what is like I couldn't quite wrap my head around what she was talking about. Like it was just <laughs> very, very fucking weird. So uh I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, <laughs> this seems like the the perfect segue to say happy birthday on our recording day to Large Marge. Remember, yes. tell him Large Marge sent you. Indeed. She will be missed. And remember. If you don't find Large Marge attractive, hang around her a lot, and eventually she'll start to look good. Eventually she'll change shape into that weird claymation head, and, you know, if that doesn't do it for you, I don't know what it will. Yeah, I mean, like... I mean, just look at the way that tongue moves. Ooh. Exactly. I don't know you guys. We get some grape jelly out, have some fun. Mm. <laughs> Spread those cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> the term spread those cheeks. Always going to be funny. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> oh my god. Spread those cheeks. Ooh. <laughs> if that doesn't get us listeners, I don't know what will. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we broke Josh. Oh shit! You okay, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this is the first time we officially broke Josh. I know he's usually he's he's usually the one that's making us crank up. I know. Oh my god. 
Oh, this this wanna... re- <laughs> this reminds me of when Josh and I used to go toy hunting, and we first started talking like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and I had, I don't think I could do it without laughing, but I was we were talking about Andy Dufresne getting it in jail. <laughs> and we said they entered him like a turd seeking flesh rocket <laughs> and both of us and brain like a heat seeking flesh rocket we we fucking <laughs> lost it for like a good 20 minutes while we were driving oh god my sides hurt oh damn <laughs> so you guys Whew. uh you ready for show and tell Oh, indeed. I've got a super short one this week. Same. Me too. I'm going to send you guys a picture of something that I didn't buy, but I made. So, you know, as you get close to Christmas, you kind of don't buy as much stuff. Yep. Except for that, like, right around Christmas Eve, something drops early and you have to have it. Yep. Um, so I got Dr. Mindbender. Yep. Uh, showed up in the mail. I was telling you guys on LeMay my thoughts on it. It's an amazing figure, but he doesn't have a hand to hold all of his cool shit that he comes with. Like an open palm to kind of sit like the skull, the hand in a jar, the brain in a jar. Now, will Cobra Commander's open hand fit him? Probably. I haven't switched him out yet. Um, and God knows I have like like Marvel Legends hands and shit that'll fit fine but i just feel like he came with everything else that's the one thing that they didn't give him like he just needs one hand to like contemplate like you know rub his chin and hold a hand in a jar or a brain in a jar that's that's it otherwise he's perfect his cape is awesome uh he's got four weapons he's got a pistol uh some sort of tranquilizer gun and he's got his two i don't know what they are laser guns or you know, mad scientist doodad doohickey things that Dr. Mindbender has. And, of course, his monocle. Um, we got to have that. Totally worth it. And if they do, a, like, a regular release, as long as he comes with, you know, his gun in the tube, I, I feel like he's got enough because people are buying him have totes of shit that they can give Dr. Mindbender. It makes sense. Like, a banana would even be funny. Um, so I got a new 3D printer quite some time ago. And I finally got my hands on this right kind of filament, which is like the plastic that the 3D printer prints with, that is far sturdier than the standard filament that they use for like the model kits and the things that I print out that I show you guys. Mm. Um, And this would be for something with joints. So I printed out my own uh, 3D action figure. And it's like one of many that I am going to start printing because the joints can take a lot of stress. For movement, mm-hmm. the other ones would snap after like two or three minutes, but it's just like a Scud the disposable assassin stickfa kind of robot. But it's called the Lucky Thirteen, and the only colors I have that are of that filament are orange and red. So the color choice is a little odd, but I'm gonna get get some more and um, make some various robots. But he's super light, so he can kind of hold a lot of poses because the joints are stiff. And uh, he is super cool. He's dabbing right now, actually. <laughs> Yay. Uh, everything else I got. Whew. 
Uh, not a whole hell of a lot. Um, I forgot to mention last week I got my um, uh, Origins 2000X He-Man and Skeletor, uh, which I really like. They're, they're a lot of fun. I like the designs for both of them. Um, I really do like the uh, mechanical-looking weapons that He-Man comes with from the 2000X series in origin style. Mm-hmm. They just look cool in that style. Um, so, of course, you know, it's it's like every other Origins figure. They're just really fun to, to play around with. Um, and then I got the Laserbeak Studio Series weird little pink Bumblebee clone um, the from Transformers. And I got to say, it's the first core class I'm disappointed with. Um, I've liked all of the core class so far, at least all the ones I have. Um, I mean, Rat Trap, I didn't like the way his shoulders articulated, but overall, I still like the figure. This laser beak, it's like he looks cool, you know, and I don't have a Bumblebee figure in that size. But uh, his back kibble makes it damn near impossible for him to move his legs backward. So, like, you can kick his legs out and then he has this, like, big trunk piece kind of hanging down where his legs were um it's just it's very awkward and uh of course because it's a studio series the transformation is ridiculously complicated for something so small um i mean you it's easy to get it once you get it but it's like why was it this complicated it's it's like i i swear it's whoever's in charge of the studio series it's like they're going people want complicated transformation right let's make sure it's complicated why because there's no reason why is he called Laserbeak? I have no idea. <laughs> because there's a scene in one of the movies where Laserbeak disguises himself as a little pink bumblebee toy. Ah. Uh, really? <laughs> See, I, I haven't seen enough of the movies. <laughs> it's stupid. I Jesus just... Christ, it's fucking you, dumb. <laughs> That's, the only reason uh, I got him is because he was on sale at Amazon for $5. And I was ordering Christmas presents for Jess and Caleb. And I'm like, yeah, it's five bucks. What the hell? I love, I like the core class figures because mainly because the core class is the right size to, to be like robot companions for three and three fourth inch figures. So I like having the core class with my like Fortnite and joy toy figures and GI Joe and all that. But this one, yeah, not, not a fan. But uh, other than that, all the stuff I got is uh, Christmassy stuff. I did get one other item, but I'm not going to mention it because I also got that same item for both of you. So I okay. ain't going to say nothing. Challenge accepted. Uh, <laughs> Josh, your stuff goes in the mail UPS tomorrow. Woo-hoo. I just printed the label out. Um, thank God for Pirate Ship. This is just like a cheap plug. They're not giving us any money, but they saved me like 55% on shipping uh so it's just like very affordable uh and mike i think it's gonna be wednesday now that i'm gonna come by um so what i'm gonna do is like plan my day so i can hit fisher price and then head to you okay cool i will get everything uh well i'm almost done wrapping um but i will finish up tonight and uh yeah i'll have it ready to rock and roll awesome i totally just Zoe, I paid her to wrap everything horribly. <laughs> um, not really. It is, uh, <laughs> it is my goal to have uh, pretty much everyone's boxes out uh, at the very latest by the 12th. Those nice. boudoir photos better be spot on, Josh. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a few last-minute pictures to take. Uh, no, I've got, I do have a few last-minute things to get, like uh, 
He has to take a picture to... of them cheeks being spread. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm I have to... Josh <laughs> in front of the fireplace with a cat. <laughs> Like strategically placed, <laughs> like, like the like the freaking Burt Reynolds photos. Yeah, or like the Thriller album cover. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I my brain went in a completely different, ridiculous direction, which was like the old live action Mario Brother show uh, with Captain Lou Albano, <laughs> like him spreading his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> and Luigi spreading grape jelly between them. <laughs> oh God! See now that's reminding me of the Boondocks. Did, did you guys ever watch that when that was on? A little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you see the Booty Wire episode? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> they're trying to scare the kids about jail and they're they're all just talking about how basically how you're gonna have sex with a guy in jail and the, the one guy goes i put the grape jelly up in my asshole and then i put peanut butter over top of it i call it a peanut butter jelly and asshole sandwich when you said the grape jelly asshole sandwich oh my god <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my lord uh, uh, <laughs> this episode is definitely aptly titled see I'm just my brain's still going with Captain Lou just like okay Luigi now just spread them cheeks <laughs> and then suddenly you hear the, Mar- you hear the Mario boink 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 <laughs> <laughs> followed by the sound of going down the pipe <laughs> oh, and now for a very special guest. <laughs> and someone just appears in Luigi's place as if they came out of his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, God. Whew. I love the opening against the blue screen or the green screen. Mm hmm. <laughs> swings your arms from side to side but it's going in and out of asses oh my on, God. it's time to go do the Mario <laughs> oh, oh Jesus Christ remember when I said we were done talking about butt, butt jokes <laughs> yep we're, we weren't <laughs> well we had a short vacation yep away from the anus <laughs> and, uh, and now we're back on uh, the fine butthole beaches Yep. <laughs> Everybody loves butthole beaches. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. All this asshole talk, I completely <laughs> lost my <laughs> Josh, did you get anything? I got I got one thing. Uh <laughs> I got the uh Marvel Legends Spider Man Noir with Spider Ham pack. Which uh, was on sale for twenty ninety nine as opposed to the twenty seven ninety nine, which was stupid. Uh, I like him. I like him a lot. He's a really well built figure. Spider Ham is a lot of fun. Uh, my issue with it is this: with the way they've designed his coat, he cannot stand without a stand. Oh, is he like back heavy? He's so fucking back heavy that it's ridiculous. Like, there's no reason for them to use this material on the coat. 
uh, who, yeah. whoever made that design choice, it looks beautiful because it's flowing for no reason, as it should be. Uh, but yeah, no, he needs a figure stand, and he doesn't come with one. Uh, he comes, he comes with an alternate head with no hat, which like, why don't you just make the hat removable? So they can justify overcharging you for that figure. I mean, uh, 20 is the right price for it. And a gun. Like, yeah. literally, the accessories are spider ham, a gun, and an extra hat head. But, yeah, no, I, I like him a lot. He looks fantastic, but, I mean, really, really, Hasbro, you guys have been doing toys for how fucking long? And he can't stand properly. It's yeah, it was form over function. Uh, a lot of their animated style figures bugs me about them. It's really bad on uh, Spider-Man Noir. And it looks pretty bad on like the uh, what if Star-Lord. Their hips stand out a lot. Um, they're kind of the, the way the crotch and the hip meets. It's very like toyish. It doesn't actually kind of fit the the aesthetic of Marvel Legends, but it's not meant to be. It's meant to be an animated style noir Spider-Man who never got a toy um, the first time around. So I get it, but it just the way it looks bugs me. Yeah, I just don't like the way it can yeah. stand. It needed a uh, soft goods coat and it didn't do it, which is it's unfortunate. So. Uh, that's it for show and tell. It's probably going to be like this the rest of the month. If we do any more regular episodes, I might just theme them for the rest of the month. I don't know. Well, I can definitely say that next week, I know for sure I'll have one new toy to talk about, which uh, should be showing up Thursday, and that is Legacy Inferno. Nice. That's awesome. Um, I'll hopefully have King S to talk about. Man, I'm so excited for King Hiss. Oh, yeah, and I, th- I know I sent you guys a message saying this, but uh, over the weekend I got the uh, Big Bad Toy Store alert that was like, hey, make sure your address and your f- payments are proper because we're about to get in deluxe movie Skeletor. Yep. So that was exciting. Cool. Um, so, guys, there are a lot of trailers coming out. We've seen Transformers Rise of the Beasts. We've seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We've seen Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And we have seen several Super Mario Brothers. Or is it just Mario Brothers? I think think it's Super Mario Brothers the movie. Super Mario Brothers the movie. Brought to you by the people who... Bring you Teen Titans and the Lego movie part two. Um, And there's a lot of controversy surrounding the movie because they got Chris Pratt to do the voice of Mario. And he doesn't try to be Mario. It's just Chris Pratt. And uh, it's kind of a whitewashing of Mario, if you will. And big surprise. This episode this week is going to have uh, a video game twinge to it to kind of change things up and give us something to talk about because we don't really talk about video games that much outside of a few things. 
like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So I put a call in to my friends. I've got some contacts, as you guys know. I mean, I found Warner Herzog, right? Um, and I got a hold of Mario, the Mario from the video games. And he's got a lot to say that they didn't ask him to voice himself in the movie about himself because that's the voice everybody knows. You know what I mean? Like, would you get Arnold Schwarzenegger to voice, uh, voice Winnie the Pooh or would you get Winnie the Pooh? I mean, I'd personally get Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you know, that's just, me. I know that, that was a bad analogy, but <laughs> Eeyore, I want some honey. <laughs> oh, Baba. <laughs> Where's Piglet gone? Can you just picture him like, you know, stuck in the, in the, the knot hole of the tree just going, nah, 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 you know? <laughs> be amazing. Doing the yeah. Arnie uh, around my fist into your stomach. <laughs> Eeyore comes walking in, drops his tail. Well, I guess it must be a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to come back to this joke that just happened on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold to the poof. <laughs> I feel like this is something that will that will show up on Raised by Rentals in the Arnie universe. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> Josh, I know you're listening. <laughs> so guys, Ooh. on the phone, we got Mario himself. Mario, say hello, plead your case. We know you got a lot to say and you don't have any platforms to kind of speak your mind because people think you're a video game character. You don't have a voice, but you do. I count creepy head. It's me, Mario. I have plenty of platforms to jump on, but not a lot of platforms to talk on. And Nintendo makes me quiet down because they don't agree with some of the things I say. You know, video game characters have rights and just seeing what's unraveling here with Mario, I felt bad for you. I reached out because Sonic got the red carpet treatment. They gave him his own movie. They let him star in his own movie, voiced his own character. They even got uh, Tails, even though he had all that, uh, the controversy with him getting caught with that, uh, the prostitute. They let him come back, and it, it's made millions and millions of dollars, but they get Chris Pratt dressed up. You know, let me tell you what the problem is with this movie. It's the same problem that they have with the Sonic movie. It's the problem that the Jews in Hollywood only want to see a certain type on the screen. And they don't agree with the men with the little mustaches. Now, me, Mario, I'm a man with a little mustache. Uh, So they are going to say I'm a little bit like uh, the Adolf Hitler when... I'm not like the Hitler. I don't want to try to kill all of the Jews. I just want to. I just want my representation in Hollywood, and I don't don't want a a Chris Pratt voicing me because some Jew Hollywood producer going off and then saying that that's what who should voice me. I'm a Mario. I'm an Italian American. It's me, Mario Spaghetti Meatballs. You don't. You don't mean the Jews. Uh, let me like you had a slip of the tongue there clearly uh you know you meant like hollywood executives that are putting money uh before creativity you don't we don't see a lot of race like that on the show that's that's not right well let me tell you who had the good ideas about the jews 
There's another little man with a mustache. Let me tell you a little bit about him. His name is Adolf Hitler. Now, he had some good ideas. I'm not saying he's a sexy man. I'm not saying that Mario wants to suck Adolf Hitler's dick. Oh, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is maybe he had some good ideas. I was going to him. Maybe I'll put his penis in my mouth. All right, breaking news. We gotta go. Uh, we'll let you go. We'll we'll talk to you later. Uh, oh, I gotta you know, go. His penis in my mouth. Take a deep breath. Uh, we'll be back. Not and... gonna be able to take a deeper breath with Hitler's penis in my mouth because he's a good man. Oh, okay. We'll we'll be back, Mario. You you uh you, you take care of those goombas. We'll be we'll be right back. Uh, Mario does not in any way represent. Count Creepyhead, the Red Pantheon, any of your affiliates, we have nothing wrong with Jewish people. Uh, he's clearly a little unhinged. Uh, I think Mario might be bipolar or severely schizophrenic from all of that dying over and over again in video games because I don't know what the hell that was about. It sounds to me like he might be a Kanye West fan. I, I was just going to say, I think him and Kanye hang out. I mean, the fact that he was wearing a ski mask for no reason should have been the red flag I needed to not uh, talk to Mario that I don't know about you guys, but I didn't know he was going to do a video chat and I did not need to see his penis. No, like Mario put some fucking pants on. No wonder they recast you with, you know, talk about a safe pick with Chris, you know, Chris Pratt. They should dig up captain Lou. (laughs) Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Spread your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See oh, the Goombas in my ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute out for a minute. I've got to feed, feed the monsters. Okay. I'm going to step into the news. I'm sorry. See the Goombas in my ass got me. Oh, shit. If anybody was wondering, we thought it would be a good idea if Super Mario had a, a Kanye West style meltdown. Uh, we'll see if people like this joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone who hasn't seen that uh, Kanye West style meltdown yet, oh, it is a thing to uh, be old. I, I will say that I did purposely, just because Mario is so goddamn wholesome. I, I purposely went like as tasteless as possible. <laughs> you know, like with Kanye, you think like there's no way he could get any worse. Yeah. And then he just creatively finds ways to do it. Uh, uh, so I really, I'm enjoying the some, ride now. At some point, I really want him to like go even further and be like, yeah, yeah. I fucked the elephant man's skull. <laughs> yeah, he's going to like start defending R. Kelly or something, <laughs> and people are going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, and it's not even people are offended by it. They're just like, what the fuck is wrong with Kanye West? When I, Alex Jones is like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> you got problems. Yeah, when when the, the, the gay frog guy has has an issue with you, you know you've gone too far. Yeah. Because, you know, gay frog has probably gay fish. I, I, you know, I still, that, that fucking, that rant of him 
bitching about them putting chemicals in the water that turn the frogs gay. Every time I hear it, I lose my mind laughing. And it pops up on TikTok every once in a while. But, oh, my God. It's just like, dude, he's insane. He's no... He's just a bottomless well of entertainment. And if he keeps interviewing crazy people like Kanye, he's not going anywhere. I genuinely feel like his his Kanye interview is perfect South Park fodder. It's, oh god, yeah. yeah. Was, like if they, they do if that? they don't jump on that, I will be amazed. Mm-hmm. When are they coming back? That's a good question. I'm not sure offhand. You think they'd be back for the fall? I don't know. Anyways, time for the news. A very very short news week because we're in December and there's not a lot of news. Except for Todd McFarlane, because he can't stop. They are releasing a red Doom Slayer, the iconic original look for the Doom Slayer. Mike, what do you think about this figure, even though he comes with an inaccurate shotgun? I'm pissed. <laughs> because I really wanted the green Doom Slayer. Um, that was like the one thing from McFarlane. I was like, I'm buying that if I can find it. And it sold out everywhere immediately and was impossible to find. I would be much happier if they just reissued the green one so i could finally have a doom marine action figure that looks like he does in the fucking video game because the only doom marines they've made were from the doom 2016 remake and like some weird you know mini collectibles from doom 3 and it's like that's not the iconic doom marine that's not the doom marine i've wanted since i was 12 like come on give me a freaking good action figure of it but because no. the red one is the cover of the video game right no, no, on the, on the cover, he's he's green as well. Uh, What's the red from? I have no clue. I'm I'm honestly not sure where they got the red one. I don't know if... Oh, wait, you know what? Hold on. I, that might be player two, like if you're in a death match. Hmm. I, I think that, that might be... That might be it. The f- fuck if I know. I don't know. Um, it doesn't have, like... It needs some more articulation for me to get excited by it. Uh, so that is coming out. Breaking news that dropped today. They are making a limited edition one of two Ivan Reitman Ghostbusters action figures to benefit charity. I thought this was a, like a, a Hasbro Pulse exclusive and it was going to be a wide release. No, there's just two of them, um, which is what it is. I'm not a big enough Ghostbusters fan to want Ivan Reitman as a Ghostbuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super 7 in their next wave of Thundercats is doing an entire troop builder wave of the Reptilians to go along with Frog Guy, Slive. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I guess if you're a Thundercats fan for like the 100 Thundercats fans out there, it's pretty cool. They all have new heads and each one comes with a weapon. Camel Con sold out pretty quickly. Not quick enough where if you wanted it, you couldn't get it. I think he was out there for about a half an hour. Is that right, Josh? Oh, I think he's still muted. He's, yeah, that he's, is correct. The cats are licking grape jelly off his ass cheeks. Um, <laughs> Spread them Todd cheeks. Todd McFarlane showed off the Berserker Clan dragon. The first dragon just hit targets today, and it looks better than I thought it would. Like you know, put, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They put it's got some weight to it. It's got good paint. It doesn't cut corners like I thought it would. So hopefully they keep that up. The one complaint I have with those, because I've been I've been eyeballing those dragons a lot, is the bases have like very little paint on them. And I understand why I get it. it. We're we're in that age of toy collecting where paint cutbacks are happening a lot. But if you look at the original McFarlane dragons and you look at these dragons, 
there's definitely missing paint apps and it's it just sucks because it's like the sculpt is gorgeous you know the designs are really nice but the paint isn't quite there yeah you know what i'm looking at this berserker clan dragon it's just a gray base with the Mm -hmm. dragon on top and even the dragon like 10 years ago would have had more paint yeah it needs some washes uh Four Horsemen's next kind of boutique figure that they've showed off is Santa Claus. Kind of like an olden style Santa. It's not the Santa you're expecting with like the red hat, but it's Santa. Looks cool. I kind of I pre-ordered that zombie Santa from uh, Big Bad Toy Store, which I feel like I should have by now, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Let me check to see if those are shipping. And I just didn't notice. Um I'm guessing it's kind of out of their control what's arriving and what's not. Yeah, there's no sign of that whole wave. So it'll probably show up in like February when I don't need it. Uh, Let's see here. Dungeons and Dragons, Elf. Fourth quarter, 2022. So I got the Naughty or Nice Collection Zombie Santa. I wish I had it now. But fortunately, I don't. You know, one thing. Oh, sorry, God. No, no, go ahead. I would say with McFarlane, I hate to to give him some credit on this, but um, the one figure that I keep I keep looking at online that I might actually have to pick up is um, the freaking Dead Man figure that's coming out with yep. the, the weird like ghost backpack thing that like fucking he's in the news. He is a Target exclusive, their Gold series or whatever. He's yeah fucking cool <laughs> i mean because dead man doesn't need a ton of paint apps like he's a mostly red figure but the sculpt is really nice the accessories are cool i mean i don't have a lot of dead man figures but i have a couple i'm like ah this one's really nice i do, I'll, I'll probably either wait until i have a gift card or until he's on clearance <laughs> but still yeah he's uh speaking of McFarlane stuff, it's on sale this week at Target along with their spend fifty get ten. They brought that promotion back and spend a hundred get twenty-five off. Mm. Um among other things. It's not most like Transformers aren't on sale, G.I. Joe aren't on sale, but if you you like McFarlane stuff, it's he's good. He's quick to promote things and get them on sale to get them out the door. Uh, that is it for news. So now I'm going to pivot to video game news. Mike, chime in anywhere you want because you're a resident video game nerd. Already. Uh, Callisto Protocol dropped last week, and the reviews are in. It's average at best across I the board. I have not picked it up yet. It is on my list of games that I want to play. Um, and here and here's why because yeah, I know that the reviews are kind of middling, but. I remember when um, Dead Space 3 came out and everybody, like everybody was shitting on this game. Um, It got horrible reviews. People were tearing it apart saying it it wasn't frightening like the previous Dead Space games. I got it after it had been out several months and I loved it. Like it was it was a really fun game. The story was was rock solid. Like I really wanted a fourth uh, game after that. And then when I did actually play it two player, one of the cool things about that, that everyone was shitting on, but the the two player thing, each person is getting a different section of the story. Oh, what's that? Josh is getting a fist fight with his cats. (laughs) I was going to say, I just, I heard something like something broke. I was like, is everyone okay? (laughs) Um, But no, like uh, there's, there was uh, like, for example, there's, there's a scene in Dead Space 3, where one character starts hallucinating and only the player playing that character is witnessing the hallucination. 
their teammate is seeing the game as it normally is. So they're like watching their partner flip out and being like, what the hell's happening? So that was a lot of fun. But again, that game got shit all over. So I'm very iffy with reviews. So as from what I've seen of the Callisto Protocol, it looks really fun. It looks very much like a Dead Space predecessor. Um, and uh, I will definitely play it at some point. I'm not going to buy it for $60. I'm going to wait until it's on Steam sale, but you I know, will definitely you, get it. You make a good point. You're not going to get this game to have like a new mind-opening experience. You're going to get it because you like this type of game. So mm-hmm. if you're a fan of like the third-person Resident Evils, if you played Dead Space and you liked it, you know what you're getting, and that's what you're going to play. Yep. Um, which is like, I will uh, go into it a little later. I'm playing a Metroidvania game that most people would be like, this sucks, but I love Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's probably a good point to um, to think of when it comes to Callisto Pl- <laughs> Protocol. They dropped news that there is a 12-person PvP first-person Starship Troopers game coming out. Um, the trailer just kind of has the bugs being attacked by Marines off screen. And then it has, would you like to know more? Click here, which, you know, from the first movie, mm-hmm. uh, I won't play it, but I'll watch the fuck out of videos of people playing it. Cause that sounds super fun. There, uh, there is another starship troopers game that came out. I want to say last year and it's, it's been on my steam wish list for a while. It's one of those games. I'm just waiting for the price to go down. Um, but it's a, it's an old school RTS. So it's like, Basically like StarCraft, only actually Starship Troopers. Okay, I was going to say, like, they need to make it like StarCraft, and that would be super cool. Yep. Um, As we alluded to earlier, everybody hates the idea of Chris Pratt voicing Mario, and this is kind of to the level of, like, Ugly Sonic. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So I hope they get the hint and, you know, redo the, like, the voice, because I think that's... I think it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what's holding this movie back. I think the trailers look stupid as hell, but um, oh, you at know, the same it's, time, it's, I, I can't wait. I'm excited for it. I ain't going to lie. It's just weird because I feel like the rest of the cast fits really well. Like, I don't know why, but Charlie Day just being Charlie Day as Luigi totally works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we've already gotten a movie where Chris Pratt is just Chris Pratt like voice wise and that's the lego movies mm-hmm. so we don't need just i don't want mario to sound like emmett yeah i'll be honest it doesn't bother me as much like i wish he would have put at least a little bit of the mario affectation in his voice but also that super high pitch it's a me a mario like that gets on my nerves quick so, like, I, I'm fine with the Yahoo-wee, you know, the, the jumping around sounds he makes. But if he was constantly talking throughout the video games, it would it would just grind on my nerves. Because <laughs> normally he's a pretty quiet protagonist. I uh, I don't know. I'm not going to go to the theater and run and see it unless they say it's some sort of, like, life-changing experience like the Lego movie was. Yeah, see, I'll be taking Caleb because he's a huge, you know, Mario Brothers fan, uh, so. It also got on my nerves that they think they're being like creative by making Peach like, look at me, I'm tough and I'm badass. And it's like, no, everybody else has done this too with their female characters. Like, do something a little different. Well, not to be fair, in some of the later games, Peach kind of is like that. No, I know. It's just in the movie. It just seems yeah. very like pandering. Like, oh, uh, yeah. we, Peach isn't a damsel this time. And it's like, do something different. I don't know. <laughs> 
and like, yeah, I'm putting my fucking foot in my mouth for this, I'm sure. Uh, Fortnite Chapter 4 comes out. More cool new characters, including Geralt from The Witcher and Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a weird one. So I like know who Mr. Beast is because Zoe watches a ton of YouTube, but I don't fucking get it. Like, he just spends a shitload of money on stuff and people like he's popular because of that. Like, I, I guess yep. that's his whole shtick. Yeah. And he has burger chains where he gives you money and a crappy hamburger? Like, I don't... He also has a new Nerf gun out. Yeah, great. Like, uh, fucking, it just bothers me. <laughs> I... <laughs> to no end that, like, you need zero talent to to get success on YouTube. Well, like, uh, uh, to be fair, you, you yes, you have you have to have zero talent, or you can have zero talent. But you had to strike while the iron was hot because now it's impossible to do this. Yeah, there's, you this, just do it once and then it's a copycat. Well, and that's the thing. But you had you had to get within that window of like when YouTube started and like 2013, 2014. If you didn't start your channel within there, they put so many roadblocks in your way to become like, you know, the next Markiplier, or the next Mr. Beast, the next Jacksepticeye. Like they have all of these roadblocks in your way now where it's like, you're not going to get all the money that they got. Um, and even them, like they, they are, they're struggling now. And a lot of them have moved to like Patreon resources because YouTube is kind of screwing people out of their, their uh, revenue funds. So it's, it's like, you can't do it anymore, but you could at one time. And those guys built their, their following. So now they can continue to do it. Uh, but, I had no idea who those people are that you just mentioned. You don't have to explain. Oh, I, just <laughs> quickly. I'm just going to tell you it, Look up Markiplier or Jacksepticeye playing Five Nights at Freddy's. You will laugh your ass off. Uh, it's <laughs> no dude, ser- seriously like I was in. That's the whole reason I started playing Five Nights at Freddy's because my my nephew showed me Markiplier playing it and I lost my mind laughing. It's it's hilarious that like dude is just losing his mind. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I I'm too old. <laughs> and like the concept of like you're basing your income on a platform that at any time can just stop paying you and you're shit out of luck. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Like you're at the mercy of YouTube. Yep. So it just seems like bad business. Uh, the last piece of news that I gleamed that seemed uh, last two pieces that seemed relevant to us. There's a cool new game called Evil West that's coming out. That's a third person Western where you fight vampires that kind of had twinges of Devil May Cry, um, Bayonetta. Okay, I'm all over that. You're just a wise-talking cowboy with gigantic guns to killing monsters. Third person. Looks super cool. Comes out next year sometime. Uh, And lastly, Mike, you can elaborate on this. Uh, Dark Pictures Games has another game coming out after they finish up their uh, Man of Medine trilogy Mm -hmm. called Directive 8020. That yeah. is a science fiction game. These are the guys that did. <sighs> um, they're the cinematic, like make quick choices kind of games. Yeah, the uh, uh, Until Dawn was the, the okay. One that everyone knows. It, it see now it's a it's a it, it's partially the same team if if I'm understanding this correctly because the guys who did Until Dawn, um, there was a group of the same creators who then made the uh, Dark Pictures anthology games. So we got the Man of Medan, um, was it Little Hope, and uh, House of Ashes. Are those good? I loved them. Like, they're a lot easier than Until Dawn, and they're a lot quicker. 
Like, I think I played through Little Hope in about three hours. Um, there, it's Until Dawn was definitely the best as far as, like, gameplay features, uh, the best acting, the best story. The other games all have a solid story, but some of the acting leaves a little bit to be desired, and some of the gameplay feels a little bit clunky, almost kind of rushed. But, like, I mean, House of Ashes in particular, there's some very clunky uh, gameplay moments. But you know, if you can move past that, the story is, is really solid. Um, I haven't seen the trailer for their newest game. I like to be kind of surprised. I just know I'm going to play them. So I just kind of go in blind with each of these. Like House of Ashes, I didn't watch a single trailer for. I just saw, I was like, okay, it's the next Dark Pictures game. I'm buying it. And um, I just, I loved it. Uh, I haven't played The Quarry yet, which is the follow-up from the entire team that did Until Dawn. So that's the one that's got um, Lynn Shay in it. And um, Ted Raimi's. Ted Raimi yeah. and frickin' uh, Dewey from Scream. David Arquette. David Arquette. Yeah, so I really want to play that, but that's another one I'm waiting for the price to go down on because I know that Steam is going to do a Christmas sale, and I'm sure I can nab it for about 20 bucks if I wait. So, because these types of games are kind of a one-and-done for me. I don't like to pay more than, like, 30 Um, Because, yeah, I'll have a blast playing it, but I won't come back to it. Like, I might go, eh, let me try it one more time and see if I can get everyone to survive. But usually on my first playthrough, I don't lose many people anyway, so... Oh my god, when I played Until Dawn, I killed so many people. But then I... I, I know. Uh, <laughs> I was reading, like, the, the the playthroughs, and it's just, like, the, the minor little choices you make will have a character survive. Yep. Uh, I, the end. I only had three people die the first time I played Until Dawn. I've, I fucked around with it and made different choices to see how people die. But uh, yeah, I only had, I only lost three people on my first playthrough. I would have played it more. It's just time consuming, and yes. uh, you can't skip a lot of those cutscenes. Uh, if you wanted to watch the trailer, it doesn't show any gameplay. It's mm-hmm. just a generic like this is a title that's coming, and we have nothing to show you. So here's gotcha. like some cool science fiction shit in the title. Um, so guys. Should we let Mario back on to kind of dig the, the hole deeper? Oh, or boy. should we not get ourselves in any more trouble because he went on a rant about Jews and video games, which makes no fucking sense? Well, and from, he wasn't wearing from, pants. From what I understand, there's a replacement waiting in the wings. Oh, they, they have that. They're ready to go. Did Toad kind of tranquilize current Mario with his meds? And we've got the new Mario. I think so. I think that's the way it's looking right now. Okay, so here to tell us about the new game, uh, Superb Plumbing Italians, one Mr. New Mario. New Mario, please say hello. Oh, hello. It is a me, Mario. I am here to tell you all about my adventures in the Mushroom Kingdom. It will be very joyous. We will bounce on the top of a mushroom as if it is a trampoline. We will squash small goombas, which is not at all an Italian stereotype, but a small mushroom creature that looks like the top of a penis that's been circumcised. We'll simply stomp on it and move along until we find evil turtles, because turtles are stupid. Come along with me, Mario. Wahoo! 
Fuck those turtles. Uh, Fuck them thank, in the neck. Thank Hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> it is a me, Mario. <laughs> oh my god I was about to say thank god for the mute button and then you said fuck him in the neck and I lost <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> make him spread those cheeks and fuck him <laughs> can you imagine Holy playing Mario Brothers and picking oh. up the controller and Mario refusing to move and just being in an ordinary <laughs> word or hurt song instead like <laughs> no i don't think i'll be jumping right now let's watch some birds instead oh <laughs> like, my god no have i want to you... have an adventure like no <laughs> i don't understand i'm hitting the jump button have you thought about the futility of the jump you're about to make <laughs> <laughs> will it make a difference in the gameplay in the long run or will you still walk away disappointed Put down the controller, let me be, and go outside to enjoy life. I will lie here and enjoy my mushroom in its pixelated form. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The best game ever. (laughs) Millions of the 80s disappointed. (laughs) You walk off a cliff and suddenly you just get a voiceover of, Oh, look at that. You have died. It's time you understand the futility of death and life. Put down the controller, for there's no redo. There is no start over. You have finished the game. I am dead. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen that meme of realistic Mario where he comes running in and jumps to hit the first block and cracks his skull open and dies? No. No, I have not. It's amazing because he just runs and he's like, Yahoo! And he hits his head on the block and just <laughs> dies. There's a funny college humor thing, too, where he uh, discovers at the bottom of all the pits and the Mario levels are just like millions and millions of dead Marios. <laughs> and he has a freak out. And it's it's really funny. Um, guys, let's talk about video games. Kind of we'll just briefly bounce around these these topics. Where did everybody start with video games? What was your first system? Um, uh, Atari. Me too. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we did have the Atari, but the first one that I remember playing a ton of was actually the Commodore 64. Now, that was kind of like the family system. Um, You know, like, my sister would type up homework on it. You know, my dad would play, like, those old word games like Zork, like the old word adventure games. Mm-hmm. Um, And then me and my brother would play weird shit like Qbert and, you know, Double Dragon and stuff like that. Um, but then eventually we did get an Atari 2600 that we had in our bedroom. So we would play, uh, like warlords and pitfall and empire strikes back over and over again. I had, um, I had an uncle They're not going to listen to this. I'll I'll just tell the story I had, uh, in the eighties, I had an uncle that kind of was into the drug scene, like Mm. all uncles in the eighties were. And, uh, he (laughs) crossed a a cocaine drug Lord and had to hide because they were going to kill him. So he moved into our house and he was like the cool, fun uncle. And he got me and my brother in the video games. He introduced us and he got us our first system at KB toys. It was an Atari because they're like clearanced out. Mm. And he was like, listen, you want to learn the video games? You got to learn the basics. And we got math blasters. 
and Pac-Man. And once we mastered that, then we got a Nintendo. Nice. Um, which was like our system until what? Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and Game Boy. And that's kind of where like I became a Super Nintendo kid and my brother became a Sega Genesis kid. See, now I never had a Nintendo. I always wanted one and basically got the, you know, you have Nintendo at home and it was the Commodore. Um, <laughs> we in retrospect, the Commodore is better. The Commodore had a, a lot more games, and I think the main reason why my dad wanted it was because this is, again, the Wild West days of freaking gameplay. You could copy any video game on, a, on If you had a blank floppy disk, you could just fucking copy it. There was, there was no encryption. There was nothing that stopped pirating of video games. And my dad worked with, like, five other guys who all had Commodores and were big video game nuts. So he would just buy a box of blank floppy disks and bring it in, and these guys would copy games for him. You know, so he'd give them a couple of bucks and we'd get a whole new library of video games. So we oh, had cool. Yeah, we had a ton of Commodore games. Um, you know, there was a few that we didn't have. Like I had mentioned on the Dawn of the Dead episode uh, yesterday that we were recording for Boogeyman's Closet that I never had Zombie, which is the Dawn of the Dead yep. uh, Commodore game. But yeah, I mean, we had like a t- we had a ton of freaking games. There, there's a few that I still want to play to this day. There's one uh, Archon or Archon, or something like that, where it was like a weird battle chess type game that me and my brother used to play for hours. And uh, every time I try to look it up, like I'm surprised that it's never come back in like a mobile version or some other kind of game. Was uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street game, was that not the one that was on Nintendo, the other one mm-hmm. that was like an overhead person? Is that Commodore? That's Commodore. Commodore and Amiga. That okay. was... And I remember uh, it was it was kind of terrifying when Freddy showed up because, he, first of all, he was this giant, like, hulking monstrosity. And he would just, like, show up at the edge of the screen and chase you everywhere. Yes. And you just kind of had to, like, run around and try to avoid him. Um, uh, that was a really fun game. I played a few minutes of it on an emulator, and I thought it was super cool. Um, although I do love the Nintendo version of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, <laughs> Josh, did you kind of follow the same path? Uh, you know, I we started with Atari, um, but then uh, I definitely uh, remember the point where we got the Nintendo because it was uh, just back and forth playing Mario for a long time uh, between like my sister and I. Uh, and we did eventually get the Sega Genesis, which, oh, man, had some great, great memories with the Sega Genesis because that yep. that was my jam. That's uh, I think actually where we where I ended up too with Sega. You know, it's I, like they were the same price. What do you pick when you're a kid? Yeah, you know? I think I think I spent the most time with the Sega Genesis. Same. Uh, and then I didn't I I completely skipped every other video game system for a long time until PS2. Oh wow! Yeah. I um, Jesus, once like after PlayStation. Um, mm-hmm. actually after GameCube, I took a break and I kind of just stopped giving a shit about video games. I got the, the Wii for the new Zelda game and hated it. Oh, I love Twilight Princess. Um, I, I love the controls. What's that? I loved the Wii in general. Yeah. I, my wrist couldn't handle like they're oh. beat up enough for masturbating. 
I didn't like that, like, I'm used to using my thumbs or my fingers. Yeah. Like, the idea that, like, okay, Link has to attack. I have to, like, do this complicated, you know, air drum sequence. Drove mm. me crazy. See, <laughs> VR might not be your thing, then. Because uh, I, no. I will say that's one thing that fucks me all up playing uh, VR games on the Oculus is stuff that I'm used to using my thumbs for. For example, Resident Evil 4. You know, you, you play that game, and it's like, you just hit a button to reload, and Leon throws the shells in that shotgun. But in VR, you actually have to, like, take the individual shells, load them into the gun, and cock the gun. Oh, and no, thank you. It's terrifying. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. It's terrifying when the chainsaw guy is chasing you, and you're trying to run and load your gun at the same time. <laughs> It's it's very difficult, but um, no. See, with with me, I, I definitely got super into video games. I never had a Nintendo. I always wanted one. All of my cousins and friends and everything had Nintendo, so I played a shitload of Nintendo. Um, but I got the Sega Genesis in '91, and I remember it was the year that we moved, and uh, I was saving up for a Sega. And my parents saw how hard I was saving all my money and like doing extra chores to like save up. And they ended up buying it for me for Christmas and then told me, now you have money that you were saving. You can use that to buy some video games. So I bought a handful of games for it. Like, I remember my the first game I ever bought was Decap Attack. Do you guys remember that? Um, mm. With the weird mummy guy that had no head. Yes. And then no. I, I got I got Fantasy Star 2. So I was like, OK, I need a role playing game, something that, you know, will will keep me occupied for a very long time, um, which I loved the Fantasy Star games. But I so I had the Sega Genesis for a while. A lot of my friends moved on to Super Nintendo. I continued to put money into Sega Genesis, saved up, got the Sega CD, which I fucking loved to this day. It is one of my favorite systems. People shit all over it, but there were so many good games on it. Um, Then I got the 32X, which I will agree with everybody sucked, but it had Doom, and I didn't have a computer that could play Doom at the time, and that was fun. And it had that great version of Eternal Champions. Um, You You know what, though? Sega CD's Eternal Champions was better. Eternal Champions CD was amazing. You know, I will say I I do have to correct what I was saying a little bit in in that I didn't have a video game system in between time because my dad was a big computer guy. He was a big PC guy. Mm -hmm. So I had the computer in between time. So like in in those in between years, I did have the games like pretty much anything that came out on PC. See, Uh, because because then dad would be interested in it, too. I didn't, we didn't have a good PC until about 96. Like we had, we had, you know, like little PCs you could, you could type up homework on and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing really that you could play a lot of games on. My brother had one that he had built, but that was his system. Like I would get to play games on it every once in a while. Like that's how I played uh, Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders, Sam and Max, like all the LucasArts uh, point and click adventure games I played on his computer. But um, about 96, we got a decent computer, and I remember getting Warcraft 2, <laughs> the, the Tides of Darkness, and playing the hell out of that game. Uh, and then that's I started PC gaming more than anything. But I did end up sen- selling all of my Sega stuff and buying a PlayStation. And that was, I loved the first PlayStation. It was such a great system. Um, and eventually, of course, I got the N64. And I did end up buying a Super Nintendo collection off of one of my friends. So I had the SNES and a ton of games. So I finally got to play stuff like, uh, you know, all the the Mario games. Like I played Yoshi's Island, uh, uh, Mario RPG, the old like Zelda uh, 
what's the was it Link to the Past? That was the SNES. Yep. One. Uh, played through all of those. But and the Super Star Wars games. Yep. Yes, all oh, those were so good. Those were such good games. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I got super into fighting games in my teen years. So between PlayStation, SNES, and um, freaking uh, N64, I I mostly focused on fighting games. And then by the time PlayStation 2 came out, I was really getting heavy into uh, PC gaming. Um, I did buy a PlayStation 2, but I was also constantly playing stuff on my PC. And uh, then eventually I got the GameCube um, because of Resident Evil. When they announced that the Resident Evil remake was coming out, I'm like, well, I guess I'm getting a GameCube. That so, is the exact same reason I got a GameCube. <laughs> yeah, I Although got it. I, for, oh, go ahead, Josh. I was going to say, I, I do. There was a there was a great instance not too long after I got the PlayStation 2. Because even the PlayStation 2, like, I didn't get it when it was new. Mm-hmm. I think by the time I got it, they, like, I, it was it was at least a year to two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was catching up on games at that point too. And I knew the main reason that I had wanted one was for the Resident Evil series because I had, uh, borrowed a friend's system and played, I think Resident Evil two, uh, because I remember playing through Resident Evil one with a friend at their house. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, I had finished the Resident Evil games. I was looking for something new and I was wandering through this store called media play <laughs> yep. looking at the video games. Uh, and you know, this, this guy recommends to me, he's like, if you really like the resident evil games, you should check out this game. It just came out. Do you, do you like John Carpenter's the thing? <laughs> so good. And hands me a copy of the PlayStation two thing, which had like just come out. Uh, by, by the way, that was Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good i love oh, that game such so a much good game. <laughs> i think between resident evil and the thing that forever set my tone in the type of games that i like yeah i agree the the thing see now here's a perfect example we were talking about with callisto protocol the thing is one of those games that got shat on by so many people freaking reviewers fans people were crapping all over this game those of us that actually played it that liked survival horror loved it everybody i know that loves stuff like resident evil and clock tower and all those they loved the thing and it's such a good game now that being said it was not without its technical issues true but you could look past that if you were into the story well there, there was one that I definitely encountered that is apparently one of its more frequent reoccurring issues, mm. where um, apparently it can it can glitch out at a certain point. Um, do you remember the the point when the the crawlers or the scuttlers or whatever they yep. call them I know start exactly swarming in say. the window? Yep, and apparently they never stop. There is a glitch that literally keeps it from stopping. Yes, I, I encountered just, that as well. And you are just stuck in an endless loop of them attacking you. And basically, you just have to, like, die or exit. Yeah, I just reloaded my last save. <laughs> but see, that that's also another thing you had to deal with with uh, games up to, I would say, up to the Wii. Like, the Wii that's, was the... That f- is true. 
you know, because now they fix those types of problems. Like if a, if a game is glitching out, because I remember the, the one that, that permanently pissed me off um, was Silent Hill 4, The Room. There was, I bought like literally day one that game came out. I bought it, couldn't wait to play it. Well, the early shipped copies, there was a problem. There was a puzzle that wasn't like the puzzle was taken out of the game, but they left one item that was for that puzzle in the game still. And if you picked up this item, it triggered like a lockdown thing in the the room that you're in and you couldn't get out once you picked it up because the puzzle that the item went to was no longer in the game. So you couldn't unlock the the door again. So if you didn't have a, a, first of all, if you didn't know about that, you would just be like, what the fuck do I do? And number two, if you uh, if you picked up, it was like a little doll. If you picked up the doll, then you couldn't continue unless you had a save prior to that. So for me, I had saved it after I picked up the damn doll and I was stuck. So my option was to just start over or quit playing, which is exactly what I did. I never I, I took me forever to go back and complete that game. I ended up getting it on PC years later. <laughs> but it was like. So sometimes those uh, early disc games or cartridge games, if they had a glitch that just kind of ruined the game, you were just kind of shit out of luck. There was a game that I I can't remember which one it was. I think it might have been. I think it might have been one of the early God of War games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was absolutely a disc collection. I think it was like a PlayStation Two collection. Uh, and it was probably like the first two games, mm-hmm. but there was a point in the first game where you were supposed to do this jump up onto a platform and there was no physical way to do the jump onto the platform because they had built the platform too high. Ugh. They like in reskinning everything for, for the like greatest hits collection. Mm-hmm. They skinned the the that ledge too high, and there is literally no way to finish the game. That's annoying as hell. <laughs> That's uh... which which is which has forever kind of soured me on the God of War series, which... because that was one of my first experiences with it. And then I oh. think, like there there are a couple that I've played and enjoyed, mm-hmm. but. I tried, uh, I, I haven't tried Ragnarok. I tried the last one before Ragnarok. Yeah, I haven't played Ragnarok either. I, I did play the, the just God of War, you know, for PlayStation. Yeah, the, the one with the kid following you around. Yeah. And uh, it just bored the crap out of me. Oh, uh, man, really? I loved it. I was bored by it too, but I also made the mistake of that being my first God of War game. Um, and I should have started from the start because the learning curve was there. And mm-hmm. uh, I got just kind of... It was too difficult, and I just was like, you know what, this isn't fun. So now, what what is your guys' favorite or preferred genre of of game? Good question. Survival horror for sure. Yeah, I don't. I I think survival horror is is definitely up top for me, but I think as far as like most replay value. I love sandbox style games where you can just kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Um, and I love fighting games. Like those are the ones that I have a lot. I'm, I'm terrible at fighting games in like, you know, versus I like my friends I can go up against because I kind of know their fight style, but playing online, I suck. 
that's I don't like playing other people in video games. Period. <laughs> like I'm a I'm a solo gamer kind of mm. person. Uh, I like third person survival horror. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Metroidvanias and the Legend of Zelda style games, so like third person adventure or over overhead adventure games. Okay, but or classic role playing. Like a, Once, like a J, like a JRPG like Final Fantasy type thing. Yeah, but like when it gets too Japanese, I lose interest. Gotcha. When it's like every female character has huge tits, and every male <laughs> character's crying, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, so you, so you don't want to play the the great adventure, big tits crying boy? Well, like once it so gets you, to Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. it's just emo anime, and I just don't give a fuck. Oh, well, that's the thing seven. is you have to you have to play through the big tits and crying boys to get to the bear driving car. How can that be? Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll always be funny. Um, when I was younger, I was a big fan of Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I could never get anywhere in the game because I could never figure anything out. But I liked the concept and the appeal of what you could do in Leisure Suit Larry. Um. I had a place I was staying for a while. I had an old computer, and we had um, Duke Nukem, like classic Mario-style Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is a lot of fun. But, yeah, like, I don't game as much as you guys. Now I can't. Like, I've, I'm playing um, Ori in the Blind Forest, which is, like, uh, like, a critically acclaimed indie game. Mm-hmm. And I got both of them. I found them on clearance at Walmart and my fucking thumb kills me because I broke my thumb last year and I mm. can't game that long, uh, especially if I'm mashing buttons. So yeah. I got like 45 minutes in last night and my thumb cramped up and I had to fucking stop playing. See, now for for me, I definitely and I've said this before, I prefer uh, keyboard and mouse gaming. Um, it's also a lot easier on my hands. But uh, but yeah, like when I'm playing like a fighting game, like Mortal Kombat 11, for example, like I definitely get the the hand cramps in my in my my uh, advanced age these days. I, I can only play for so long before I'm like, all right, my hands hurt. Uh, but like, you know, uh, if I play like Seven Days to Die or World of Warcraft or, you know, Resident Evil 8 uh, on the PC um, using the keyboard and mouse, like I can pretty much play for a couple hours without any problem. What makes a good fighting game like? Ooh, that's well, I would say if you're going by modern standards, uh, it's it's very complicated. But it, it, breaking it down to the the base is you're going to need at least three types of characters. Uh, you, you have to you want to have something like uh, like, OK, a zoning character, for example. So like a Ryu or Ken, um, you know, Sub-Zero characters like that, where you're going to keep your you keep your opponent at bay using projectiles. And if they get in too close, you have something that you can you know, kind of bounce them back with. So, you you know, you have your your dragon punch or your, uh, you know, like your Sub-Zero with his slide that kicks him back. So you, you have your zoners. Um, then you're going to have your grapplers. So someone like your Zangief, you know, uh, Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat 11. Basically, um, if they... Oh, sorry, go I'm ahead. sorry to interrupt, but I really want to hear you doing this, like, with, like, some sort of thick Boston accent, like some sort of sports commentator. Like... <laughs> Dumb bears. Like, you got your Zangief, you got your Sub-Zero with your ice slide. 
I don't think I could keep up with that without laughing. You got but. you got your power punch coming in here, ready to take off heads in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, that's Johnny Cage. No, uh, but no, like uh, the the grapplers are the basically the guys you don't want to let him get you don't want to let get close. So like I don't know if you guys have played Mortal Kombat 11, but like Shao Kahn and Mortal Kombat 11, he pretty much sucks. But if he gets in too close, you're fucked. So he's he's gonna just whoop the hell out of you. Um, and then you have my favorite type, the rushdown character. Uh, rushdown characters are the ones that just keep coming at you. So someone like a Scorpion or Liu Kang, um, you know, M. Bison from from Street Fighter, you know, Balrog from Street Fighter. Uh, uh, and then once they get in, they're just going to beat the crap out of you. Pretty much. <laughs> that Scorpion's going to rush in. in there and spread your cheeks. <laughs> and they're then fuck you in the neck. And it's going to be wicked hard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you also have to, to worry about balance. Like, I mean, games like Killer Instinct kind of really improved that where you had you had the huge combos, but every character had a breaker. So you could if you knew what you were doing, you could break out of the combo and fight back. Um, they started implementing that like reversals and parries and all that. That, that kind of become a, a, a mainstay in modern fighting games. But if you look at back in the day, like when we were first playing games <laughs> in our in our adolescence, None of this shit existed. There was always that one character that was just stupidly overpowered. And like either you got into your arguments with your friends or you just all agreed not to play him. <laughs> you know, because like M. Bison and Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, if you got one of his little like torpedoes, the Psycho Crusher, if you got that at the right time and you knew how to time it, they couldn't get out of it. You could just go back and forth across the screen until the character was dead. And it just you couldn't there was nothing you could do you might as well set the controller down so well, you got no chance of recovery you're gonna be down wicked hot you're not gonna be able to get back up against the bison <laughs> how do you teach it yourself? doesn't matter if you're playing blanca zangief Shanley, <laughs> your camis your camis you... <laughs> your vegas <laughs> why do you teach say? yourself all of the the controls because i can't do it i don't have the muscle memory in my fingers so old school games um it was it was very simple because every fighting game with the exception of a handful like primal rage or like tekken most fighting games followed the same rules so there was either your charge characters so the characters you would hold back and like you know that hit forward in a button so like guile and bison all that or your, uh, I think they call them Shoto characters. So like characters like Ryu Ken, Sub-Zero, where it's yeah. the half circle, the dragon punch motion, all that kind of stuff. So even if you were coming to a fighting game brand new and you knew none of the moves, you would try all those out and see which one worked for the character you're playing as. Like I remember when Killer Instinct first hit arcades. I, I got in there, I played as Cinder. I had no idea what I was doing. But the first thing I did was try the half circles. When that didn't work, tried the charge back and forth, up and down found those worked, and then just played. Um, modern fighting games are a lot harder because they basically expect you to get good with one character and be like, good luck, <laughs> because there's so much to remember. So like any Mortal Kombat from MK9 up, I usually pretty much memorized Scorpion and one other character. So like in MK11, it was Scorpion and Baraka. Um, in MKX, it was Scorpion and the Alien because he was basically Baraka. Um, and in MK9, again, Scorpion and Baraka. So 
because everybody else it was too hard to remember everything. Like I still played as them, but I would have to constantly look up the move set and be like, what you know, what was this? What was that? But back in MK2, MK3 days, like I had the freaking combos memorized, everything memorized because there was a pattern to it. So like once you got the pattern down, it was pretty easy to memorize. Okay. I'm going to So all you got to do to all you got to do to memorize some <laughs> of the new new moves for people is you got to remember the code, okay? You got to remember up down up down left right, slap the controller twice with your balls, throw it out the window, do the hokey pokey, turn yourself around, and you can beat nearly anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, I'm going to name video. I'm going to name fighting games. Mm-hmm. You tell me your go-to character. Okay. Street Fighter. Always Ryu. Always Ryu? Yep. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Scorpion. Or Baraka. Either one. Killer Instinct. Saberwolf. Although Killer Instinct 2, they they kind of neutered Saberwolf, uh, pun intended, and I played as Glacius all the time. Eternal Champions. Oof. That one's hard because I loved Larson. He was my go-to guy, but Eternal Champions CD, there was a ton of good ones, especially the unlockable characters. Um, there was Kronos, who was basically an Xavier clone, but he was death, <laughs> and he had a lot more moves, and it was really fun. But I would still say Larson is probably my main go-to guy. Uh, Samurai Shodan. Samurai Shodan, I actually did not really like, so I never really played much of it. King of the Fighters. Ah, see, again, that's another. A lot of the Neo Geo stuff I didn't really play. Uh, the SNK Neo Geo. Um, what's the what is the main guy from? Oh no, that's Fatal Fury. The I was thinking of the redheaded dude. I played as him because he was very Ken Masters from Street Fighter. He had a lot of the same move sets. Um, yeah, I didn't really play a lot of those. Time Killers. <laughs> that one I definitely didn't play. <laughs> uh, Clay Fighters. Clay Fighter, I like Taffy. What game am I fucking forgetting? Tekken. Oh, Paul. Tekken, I always played as Paul. I hate Tekken. (laughs) I hate the the camera moving Mm. around in the 3D. What about uh, Virtua Fighter? Virtua Fighter, I hated. I absolutely hated that game. Uh, Battle Arena Toshiden. (laughs) I forget his name, but he was the, uh, the old man with the claws. I forget that guy's uh, name. Soul Calibur. Uh, usually it was, um, oh, what's his freaking name? The uh, Cervantes, the the pirate dude. Okay. And Siegfried. Uh, I like Siegfried, too. I got nothing else. Is there any fucking fighting games <laughs> that I'm forgetting? I mean, there there's, there's tons of them that I haven't played in many, many years. Primal Rage. Um, Primal Rage. I, 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 what was, the, was the Blue Ape just Sub-Zero or... Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it was, I played as the, the Freezy Ape. <laughs> <laughs> Freezy Ape. <laughs> Freezy Ape. He was my guy. You, ever, I, you know, one of I my those. my favorite fighting games? Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. Was that on the GameCube? On GameCube. Yeah, I never owned that, but I remember renting it and having fun with it. That game was awesome. And then they put it on the Switch, on the Wii, mm-hmm. and they made everything motion controls. It had like an amazing roster, and the game was god awful. And I'm always yeah. hoping that they bring it back, and they never do. Motion uh, controls for fighting games is not good. It, it was the, the fucking worst. Why? Well, I, I feel like there's one big one that I, I just it just popped in my head. Oh, uh, Super Smash Brothers. 
Oh, Smash Brothers, I've always played as Link. Link or uh, the new one uh, where you can make your own fighters. I, I, yeah, I made myself into a fighter and I, I gave myself some sweet moves. <laughs> the, the me fighters. Yeah. I liked, uh, I didn't play the newest one, but I played um, the one before that on the Wii. The Wii, yeah. And I liked Lucario, was really good. See, the Wii version, I didn't play a ton of. The GameCube one, I unlocked everything. Like, including, uh, was it Mewtwo and Game & Watch? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I played the shit out of Melee. Um, and then the the one for Switch, I played a lot. Like, the first two months it was out, I couldn't put the damn thing down. And then I kind of lost interest, so a lot of the downloadable fighters I never got. See, you know what I'd like in, like, a Clay Fighter-type style game? What's that? What's that? I'd like a clay fighter style type game where you play, you can play as like all the religious deities and icons smacking each other down. Josh, you know, there's a fighting game for that. <laughs> yeah. Is there? Yeah. Swear to oh. God, look <laughs> it up on YouTube. And the only reason I know it popped up, I don't know how that like on Facebook or something. Jesus is in the game, right? Yep. Yep. His power is he rips off the cross, but he still has the wood nailed to his hands. Yep. <laughs> He's got this giant, blocks of wood that he beats the shit out of you with it's See, um, i i want okay. that but i want it in ridiculous over the top clay fighter style so you know i i hate that both there was clay fighter and balls if you guys remember that uh <laughs> on, on the, the genesis and snes yeah i know what you're talking about both of them like they were really fun ideas but they they were superly and they were really imbalanced and they just like if you played against a computer, the computer was always ridiculously hard and you could never do the same things the computer could do. Um, so it was like it just they weren't as fun as they could have been. Uh, but, you know, what was like that it was a great concept. But the game was impossible. I remember thinking like, wow, this is so cool because this is up my alley. It's called a game called Weapon Lord mm-hmm. where everybody was a ba- like a badass barbarian. Mm hmm. But it's now like regarded as one of the hardest fighting games ever because the computer is just matching you move for move. Yes. And it's fucking impossible. Well, that's like in in uh, the MK arcade games, there would be a point like if you won too many matches in a row, there would be certain things that the, the computer would just do to like get your quarters. So like, for example, if you were if you went up against Katana and she was too far too far up on the roster, it did not matter what move you were trying to do. You could be Baraka doing the little shredder thing. She was still going to be able to throw you somehow. So she would get and grab you and throw you. And it was just, it was ridiculous. Like you just couldn't get away. But uh, as soon as you put another quarter in, then she played normal. <laughs> so, All right. Let so what you're saying stuff. is if she was too far, far up the roster, she would spread your cheeks. <laughs> she would. And then she'd fuck your <laughs> neck. <laughs> I can't believe like me being salty has you guys laughing so much. <laughs> uh, uh, I, th- now, I think I think it was just that it caught me so off guard. <laughs> that that quick, it's such a ridiculous phrase that uh yeah no no it still it still has my side turned a little bit. Now, Everybody, need, oh okay, go ahead. I was gonna say we we do need to touch on before we get off the fighting game topic. We do need to touch on the awful era of fighting games in uh, the PlayStation 1 era. At PlayStation 1 and 64, where everything was 3D and everyone was trying to cash in on the fighting game franchises. And we got stuff like Star Wars, the Masters of Terrace Kai. Uh. 
Do you guys remember that shit? Yeah. <laughs> Batman, Rise of the Shinzu. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Freaking War Gods that was, sp- was supposed to be like, we're going to take out Mortal Kombat. No, you're not. Wasn't it made <laughs> by the Mortal Kombat people? It was made by Midway, but not by the same team. Oh, my God. But yeah, yeah it was. Like, there were so many awful games in that era. What do you guys feel about Marvel versus Capcom? Those I like. like the well, Capcom the tag most, games. Yeah. For the most part, I like them. Um, not good at them. I like all of them. Like the Marvel Capcom fighting games, I, I think, are super cool. Yeah, um, I remember loving uh, X Men: Children of the Atom back in the day. That was a lot of fun. I'm a big Street Fighter fan. Mm-hmm. Like Street Fighter Alpha, Alpha oh, Two and Alpha Three. Those were so much fun. Alpha Three, Alpha Two is probably my favorite of the three. Um, those are my jam. But then, like, you get into like the later ones, and I'm not that good at them, unfortunately. Uh, all right, real quick, off the top of your head. Do you guys have a rough idea of who's in the Smash Brothers games? For the most part, yeah. You like those reaction videos where they show off like, oh, it's Cloud, and everybody like loses their fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I, I've got like, no fucking clue on this one, so. <laughs> Mike, who would you like to see in the next Smash Brothers game? Oh, man. Um, trying to think of who they haven't used that I would like to see. I definitely want them to get off of the JRPG craze because there's like yeah there's always like seven or eight like guest characters that are like from you know fire emblem or, or some kind of random jrpg game like persona you know but um earthbound like what yeah. what is this game we don't have it in america well now earthbound that I, I like i'll give ness a pass only because he was in the very first one and he was part of the base roster but you know, or I'm sorry, he was an unlockable in the first. Yeah, he was an unlockable. He was I think he was bar- base roster in melee. Um, but like some of these other guys, like it's just they they look the same. They're just anime guy with a sword standing in a different way. <laughs> like it's just you know, I'm just gonna throw this out here. You know what I think would make the game infinitely more interesting? What? If the next character they added was Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh out of prison, it's Ron Jeremy. He'd give a whole new meaning to Super Smash Brothers. Oh, no. I'd like to see three characters. Mm -hmm. And mind you, I don't play these. I just like watching the reveals. Bonk from Bonk's Adventure. Okay. Uh, Rick from Splatterhouse. Oh, that would be And Earthworm Jim. I could see Earthworm Jim. Rick, definitely not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or any Mortal Kombat character. I mean, they do have Street Fighter in there, so I, I could see them putting in... They But see, Scorpion's kind of their flagship guy, and he's pretty fucking violent. <laughs> like, I don't know that they can get but away I, with But I can that. see them, like, not giving them fatalities, and it would still fit. Yeah, I think... I, yeah, I would, I would like to see a, a Mortal Kombat guy, but I think if I had to just pick some random video game characters that I would enjoy seeing in Smash Brothers, um, Capcom has already, you know, given them the license for a lot of stuff. Throw a tyrant in there, like an old school uh, Resident Evil One tyrant with the yeah. I want head. I want David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Night Rider. No, awesome. no, just David Hasselhoff. The Hoff. Just, just be in the Hoff. Yep. Um, uh, what's the dude? Uh, Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts. That would be fun. He's gotta be coming. Yeah, 
I, I could definitely see Arthur. I mean, uh, he's in the Marvel versus Capcom stuff. So that just, I love ghouls and ghosts. Yeah. That's me just too. a fun game. Um, yeah, so I, I think you know, those Leisure two Suit and... Larry would fit in perfect. <laughs> I'd like to see him in Jigglypuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm totally going to watch videos of people playing Leisure Suit Larry tonight <laughs> just to <laughs> see what I missed. <laughs> you know, one of those things with point and click adventure games that I always enjoyed is how ridiculous the puzzles would be because it made you it made you think <laughs> made you think non-realistically because it'd be like, Oh, you're trapped in this room. There's a ham sandwich, a giant Q-tip <laughs> hanging above you, and an old boot. And it's like, oh, well, if I use the boot on the window, no, that doesn't work. Let me try the ham sandwich. No, that doesn't work. Giant Q-tip on the ham sandwich. And you make a spear and throw it through the window. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, there was two Nintendo games that were like that that I loved. Um, I can't remember. One was called The Uninvited, I think. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you fight this big demon monster and you beat it with a chicken cage. <laughs> and it's basically like you keep trying over and over again, using every item in your inventory until you figure out a way to kill it. Uh, it's such a fun game. Um, all right, guys. You want to jump into the Hall of Fame? Oh, indeed. So the Foot Soldier won. Yay! Congratulations, Mike. You beat the crap out of everybody. Um <laughs> Nobody voted for mine except for me. And Darth Vader didn't get as much as love as I thought he would. I feel like Darth Vader is one of those like Skeletor needs to be in there. Yeah. Uh, so I think we should come back to him pretty quickly. Now, last week I put my flag in Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yes. Uh, before I get to you guys, because I'm all about participation, Matt LeMay sent me a text message today because he listened to the episode. And he asked if he could enter the Hall of Fame. And I said, absolutely. He wanted to nominate Mutant League Football from the Sega Genesis. Great game. Which is a fucking classic. I'm I'm going to propose that as far as for this Hall of Fame, because of the two picks we already know of, that we keep it in the 16-bit and lower era. So Sega Fair. Genesis, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Sega Master System, all that. Like, so no PlayStation and up. We'll... we'll Keep it in the 16 bit and down. That's uh, Josh. Do you agree to those terms? Um, I'm going to have to think a little bit on this one, but I'll agree to it. So, yeah, I'll go last. All right. Mike, what do you got? Well, I feel like because we spent so much time talking about fighting games that I should probably nominate a fighting game. Um, So I'm going to go with the fighting game that I probably spent the most time in the 16-bit era playing, and that's Killer Instinct on the SNES. Great game. Uh, I the only guy I was good using is Cinder, because I can get an ultra combo by pressing forward and punch repeatedly. <laughs> Saberwolf and uh, TJ Combo were, were my favorites, because he they had the, the low, high, and medium openers for all their combos, and they all started the same animation, so you never knew how to block it. So I, I was a dick with those guys. <laughs> also a cool final boss in that Harryhausen inspired two headed monster. Idol. <laughs> Idol. Uh, yep. Which I like watching videos of people playing the Xbox one that came out like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. I played the um, shit out of it. I got it on PC. Is it cool? Oh, it's so much fun. Me, me and my buddy Steve played the hell out of it for like a week straight. <laughs> um, um, quick, go quick ahead. Si- Quick side note uh, before you go, Josh, is uh, 
it, now I'm sure you guys remember the old Street Fighter 2 endings, um, like yeah. where you beat beat the game and it was just fucking ridiculous. And Blanca, you know, his his little mom comes out and she's like, "Oh, Billy, I saw you on the TV. You disappeared over Brazil in a plane crash." So like Blanca is actually just some kind of mutant little boy who's been living in the jungles of Brazil and learned how to be electric from electric eels. Like it's yeah. stupid as hell. If you beat the game as Idol, because there was there was a code to unlock him. This little granny comes out and she's like, you're my son, Jimmy. And he's like, the hell I am. And he bashes her with his club into lava. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I will go over my pick and Matt LeMay's pick quick before Josh goes. I picked Zombies Ate My Neighbors, which is from LucasArts Games, who did not have a dud. And they're they're very small catalog of video game uh, titles, but that's another story. They're all super cool. This one you play a boy or a girl, uh, Zeke, or what's her name? I Was can't remember because I never played it. Uh, you have a squirt gun and a various inventory of items you find laying around, like a weed whacker, a can of soda, popsicles, and then you fight famous Hollywood movie monsters from stage to stage. There's a hundred stages where you have to save victims before they get killed by Chucky dolls, zombies, uh, whatever it's over that it's overhead. It's super fucking fun. Um, played the shit out of it. Almost beat it, but didn't beat it. Um, but I am a big fan of that. And Matt LeMay picked mutant league football, which is like a take on old school 16 bit football games from Sega Genesis. But you're or like, zombies ogres skeletons that kind of thing and you can kill people in the game while you're playing so um you can win a match by killing the opposing team and they're like second and third string players if you're really good instead of just winning by scoring points which is a lot of fun uh josh what do you pick um i'm gonna be a bastard go for it maniac mansion oh (laughs) also from starts one of my all-time favorite point-and-clicks. God damn, that is such a good game. <laughs> did it get remade? Uh, no, it never got remade. They did uh, Day of the Tentacle, which is equally awesome. Yeah. Um, rumors of remakes for years. Yes. They, but nothing is ever really finished. They were actually working on it. Uh, it was it was a team from Lucas Arts. They were working on it, but I don't know if they got a because it was an unofficial remake and i can't remember if they got a cease and desist or something happened where the game just didn't finish but all i know is i i will never forget the moment of like edna nurse edna (laughs) getting the crank crank call to distract her and being like is this supposed to be a dirty call you're doing it all (laughs) wrong it's like this yep (sighs) 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 There were so many, I, I love the LucasArts point-and-click games because there were so many in-jokes across the entire universe of games that they did. Like, one of my favorite parts was, you know, you could find the, the, the chainsaw in Maniac Mansion, but you could never find the gas. Well, in Zack McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders, the two astronaut characters that end up on Mars, you find a canister of chainsaw gas in one of the alien temples... And when you pick it up, the character goes, chainsaw gas, this must this must be from another video game. And it's like, oh, that's amazing. You know, <laughs> or like what one, one of the, my favorite jokes in Sam and Max is when uh, Sam goes, 
pound sign, ampersand, dollar sign, dollar sign. And Max goes, what do you do? And he goes, swearing in longhand, Max. <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> oh, damn, that's genius. I, I love him. And, and of course, you know, the Monkey Island franchise is just fucking gold. Yeah. Also great. Yeah. Guybrush Threepwood. Oh, evil pirate LeChuck. <laughs> that one did get a remake, which I've yet to play. But uh, but it only I, came out fairly recently, too. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, it is on my, in my on my Steam wish list. I just haven't gotten around to it. But uh, right. good well, times. Guys, yeah. This is our video game episode. I haven't thought of what we're doing next week, but buckle up. It'll be amazing. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> we'll be back. Thanks, Matt LeMay, for giving us another suggestion to make this a four-person Hall of Fame pick. This is Mike saying, play with your toys and don't listen to Mario. <laughs> this, is, this is Mike saying, watch your joystick. This is Josh saying, spread those cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) I purposely didn't say it because I knew you were going (laughs) to. Bye. Bye. Get the jelly ready. CountCreepy.com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? CountCreepy. C-O-U-N-T-K-R-E-E-P-Y. Ah.